Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the Senior Pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. You need to see us. So great to have you in church, everybody, on this special day. And uh, we give you a big welcome. If you're new to church, welcome. You've come on a very special day. Because we're talking about our house here in uh, Perth. And we're taking up our uh, once a year Heart for the House offering where we're sowing into our church here and into what all that God's called us to do as a church family here in Perth. But now the reality is we are impacting not just Perth, but also we've launched in Melbourne. Zambia, you guys know we just uh, have got land in Zambia, which is a complete miracle, absolute miracle. One of the, just a key spot in amongst, all, right in the middle of a key communities, and we're going to be able to put a one and a half thousand seat auditorium on that block by the look of it, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, and then up into Germany, where we have Global Heart Church there, We've got fantastic things happening. Very proud of our German team because they've had two years of lockdown with the pandemic. Uh, we don't get that in Perth, but they've had two years literally locked down. So their hearts and their passion and perseverance are just very, very proud of all the team there. And once again, also our Melbourne team as well, because uh, they've all gone through a lot of stuff that Perth didn't go through. So we're very grateful for them all. And uh, we've got great things happening. But I've got three great men up on the lounge with me today. Uh, Jordan, you may know. His mother and I know him well. <laughs> And then uh, Steve Atira and then Pastor Spencer here as well. And so the guy's going to just share uh, some of what's happening right now with our building and what's going to happen between now and the end of the year because uh, with our Heart for the House offering and uh, where we're at. So who is starting? It's probably Steve. Amen, yeah. So Great. we thought we'd give you an update as to what's happening here in Perth and a little bit of a look ahead as well as to what's coming up and some of the things that are in the wings. So uh, the main thing, well, not the main thing, but one of the things that we uh, have been working on is... Um, updating the facade. And so uh, really what we wanted to do was um, a continuation of what we've done inside here with the auditorium and the cafe and take that and take that outside. And so just a, just a quick update as to, as to where that's at. So we want to um, repair and update um, the outside area. And right now we're, we're at the end, at, at the stage where we'll be awarding a contract to the builder to get that done, and as far as the timeline's concerned, uh, we're looking to have that by, by Christmas. So here's a, here's a sneak peek as to uh, hello, a little bit of what it's going to look like. So we're going to take away the Harvey Norman look, um, so you don't feel like you need to leave with a fridge when you come to church. <laughs> I'm kidding. The, the, guy, the guy doing the design, that's what he actually said to Steve. He said, oh, I'll help your church uh, lose the Harvey Norman look, which I just thought, wow, that is too funny. Anyway, go on. Go on, Steve. Yeah, so it'll, we'll make it look less like a warehouse yeah. as such in the, in the, in the days of, of what it was. But, um, yeah, really some, some yeah. cool, funky materials with some perforated steel and some reconstituted timber. Um, and just some really um, nice colours to, to set off up against our trees and things like that. So, so yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about that. So that, that's happening. That's going to be happening this year. Also, uh, what we've got is other things on our menu as well that we endeavour to do to um, give a better, better experience for everyone coming to church in our community. And some of those things continue to be uh, our AV equipment 
upgrades that we've been doing over the last 12 months as well. There's, there's been a whole lot that we've, that we've put into that to, to bring it up to spec. Uh, a lot of our equipment has been past its use-by date, um, so we've been blessed to be able to, to bring that up to, to modernise it and, and also some scalability as well that we can use it well into the future. So that's, that's really, really cool. Um, and then our appearance room, we'll be updating that. Um, so, so that's going to be exciting as well as, as give our Croatia a refurb as well. So lots of other things happening, but there's some of the things that, that are on the menu right now. Awesome. And then last year we shared how, as a church, we wanted to really invest into our additional needs ministry to children. And so we shared how next door we wanted to build some purpose-built sensory rooms and some spaces for children with additional needs. So as a church, we have begun that process and we've met with builders and designers. We've met with a team of people from in-church who have some expertise in this area just to chat about what what would we need, what would make this work, and um, we've gone back and forth in, in terms of looking at how many children we can accommodate, because um, for those that don't know, as a church, we've been able to offer some care to children with additional needs in our church, but we've been very limited on the number of children that we can do that with. We've had incredibly faithful people serve in that area for, for many years, but we want to take that to the next level and be able to invite people from the community, knowing that what they're coming to is, is very set up safely and excellently, and we can accommodate growth. And so we've begun that process. Um, and in that process, we also just looked at the Lincoln Lane facility holistically and also the, the future of it. As Steve mentioned before, we wanted to look at going forward, um, are we going to be able to continue to do what we want to do in the future, etc. So we've looked at upgrading the facilities for our leadership college as well and adding some additional meeting spaces. So some rooms where groups of 50 can meet, groups of 100, um, and then also smaller classes as well, while still having the purpose-built rooms for additional needs. So there's some plans up here which we've began uh, to discuss. Um, part of that is that the kitchen next door would be turned into a, a meeting space, the kitchen would be moved, um, our auditorium space downstairs will, downstairs will slightly shrink to accommodate a new foyer design and a lift going in, um, and for parents who have children in bounce, so if you have children age three to grade one who currently need to go through the kids' auditorium and up the stairs, we're trying to fix that issue as well, where there'd be a separate um, area for you to walk through without having to navigate Jenga and dodgeball, etc. Um, and there's a bunch of fun things too. The design's going to be excellent, but also a lot of fun too. We want children and families to come there and be blessed and wowed by what we've done as a church to accommodate them and bless them. Um, things have been thrown out there, like the walls of the auditorium on the outside being waved, there being a slide from the sound booth down, things like that. So um, as the process continues, we're going to be looking at all of that. But just so everybody knows, we, we are committed to it. We think it's going to be excellent, and we really want to create um, an excellent uh, place and facility for um, children and families to come and be blessed by. And we think we could have a really powerful ministry to those families by, by investing into this and having these spaces. So, so yeah. good. You've got a hand. Awesome. So, so good. And another thing that we're going to do this year that's a little bit different is Pastor Jared really felt that God was stirring his heart, that when we talk about heart for the house, we can't only think about our Perth location, but we need to think about all of our locations. The reality is we're one church with you know several locations, and so we need to be thinking about that when we give. And uh, this year, uh, Melbourne, we want to invest uh, into Melbourne 300k this year so that we can, uh, one of the things that's so important is to get a facility that they can lease. 
The rent is at the moment, they're renting places, they're moving here to there to get a permanent location that they can rent and just have it in its entirety for them would be fantastic. They've also launched a playgroup that's really having great penetration into the community. They're meeting people in the community, people are coming to church, people are getting saved as a result of playgroup. So we want to invest into that and also, again, having a leased building would mean they could do the playgroup at the same place, they do church. It will just really help them to be able to reach many more people. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just jump in for a minute. Um, we're, we're letting you know the figures here, everybody, because sometimes uh, we don't realise what it actually takes to start a church, take a church forward. I think sometimes uh, everybody thinks that angels just come down and it all just flows, right? But it's not. Uh, Sue and I started two churches from scratch, and there were no angels, unfortunately. They were probably there. Um, we couldn't see them, but there was none actually. Is an uh, angel, Pastor Jared? Jordan. Oh, Jordan was the angel. So you had three little angels helping you out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, helping. Were yes. you in that house? Anyway, um, uh, three boys, yes. Uh, no, they're fantastic. But um, the reality is, uh, you know, church goes forward because... And really, it's when the church works and the body of Christ works the way it's meant to, when every believer realizes they've got a part to play. And that's a part to play of service, and it's a part to play financially, and it's a part to play through prayer. You've got a part to play, and that's why right now I've been doing this series on kingdom purpose, because, um, you know, a lot of churches are doing the wrong thing when they are just having two couples who do all the preaching, and everybody just comes and watches and then goes home. No, that's going to a movie. That's not the operating of the body of Christ according to the New Testament. The New Testament is everybody has a function. And Romans 12 says we've all got these grace gifts to bring to the body of Christ. So, but um, just to let you know, we're letting you know these, some of these figures so you know the reality of what it takes to do it. And also the reality, if you never planted a church, you're doing one of the hardest things you can ever do. Because you're leaving your family. Many times you're leaving your city. Pastor Eli and Fatima have gone to Melbourne. They've left their family. They've left their friends. They've left where they grew up. They left their church. It's a huge challenge. It's a massive challenge. And then we go, hey, do it with 10 bucks and, uh, and get a building uh, while you're at it. You know, it's just not reality. And uh, people have got to live. Uh, we've got to, you know, our, our aim is with some of our churches right now is to be heading into leasing buildings. Well, it's going to take Global Heart Church, and we're 23 years old now, 24 at the end of the year, where God's really saying to us that we are to be the example, really, uh, of faith, example of generosity, example of, uh, you know, our, through our giving and our service. They're actually setting an example for the other campuses so that as they grow and get stronger, they become an example in their community, their city, and any churches that we continue to plant as days go, go by. So we're letting you know figures so that you're in reality that this is actually, it takes finances and it takes God's people all playing their part, your part. Fantastic, fantastic. Also, one thing that would be really helpful for Melbourne would be have a vehicle. The reality is they pick up the equipment for church from all different people's houses and then they bring it to church and they set up. To have a vehicle or a van that they could store that equipment in would be fantastic. So that's another thing we're believing for. For Lusaka, obviously very exciting that in Lusaka we've recently purchased land, so which is absolutely fantastic. Now, over the next couple of years, we're going to be wanting to develop a building on that land. And Pastor had shared a bit about that before, but there's, we're looking at a 1,000 
1,500-seat auditorium with a whole bunch of other auxiliary rooms for kids and other things. And so over the next two years, we're going to be looking to invest uh, into that, which will be very exciting. And just finally, uh, Montreal. Now, obviously, Montreal's come in left field. This is, you know, a prompting of God that's interrupting the plans of the vision team, and, you know, and uh, which is, but is very exciting in God. It's certainly interrupting my plans, you know, my life plans. And so... But really what we need to do there, to have strength there, to build from strength, we need to invest financially. Obviously, there's me and Leah and the family transitioning to be there. But much more importantly, we would love to lease a building there. The, the church there has moved seven times in seven years, I believe. Something like that. And so they've moved lots and lots of times. And so I think it would be great to have a building that we lease that's permanent. Everyone in the community knows that's where Global Heart Church is. It meets at these times. It's there every Sunday. You know, to have consistency would be so helpful. Then also through the pandemic, they've had inconsistency, you know. And so it would just be, I think, really, really helpful. Yeah, so there's some things we'd like to do. And just finally, you'll notice Hamburg's not on there. And that's because Hamburg's self-supporting. So, and all of our locations will, will build towards self-sufficiency. But of course, when Hamburg does eventually buy a building, then we'll need to support that and, and help. But their general running costs, they cover. Cool. Oh, and sorry, most importantly, yes. <laughs> just finally, um, yeah, just to let you know, because we're going to give either to this location here or to the other locations, when you're giving here uh, to the things that Steve and Jordan spoke about, you use this card, the blue card, and that's fully tax deductible because it's for the building here. The other card inside is for if you want to give to the initiatives that happen across our locations. That's not tax deductible because for charity reasons we can't offer that with it. So just make sure you use the right uh, form depending on which area you want to give to. Is that clear? Cool. Awesome. Thank you. And we just break, give you the breakdown of the giving, everybody, because the goal is 500000 this year. And uh, so the ways that we can hit that target together to do all that God's calling us to do right now is if 100 people gave 5K, we can do it. 250 people believe God said, you know, I'm going to step up this year in faith uh, and give 2K with it. And uh, 500 people give $1,000 with it. If 1,000 people give $500, we're there. And Jordy and I worked out the other day when Benjamin Lim spoke last week about the church in Singapore, uh, that literally that building... It, every person in the church in Singapore worked out to be four or five thousand dollars a year gave each for four or five years to get the building that has had such an impact on Asia. So, but everybody in church was giving four or five thousand dollars a year. So, just so you know, everybody, um, we want you to, everybody to expand our thinking because uh, the miraculous happens when you're actually sowing and stepping up in faith to what God asked you to do. And over the years, God has asked Sue and I from our poverty childhood to step up and trust him. And we have a different life today in every area because we've actually stepped out in faith. So can I encourage you, um, maybe for the first time, step out in faith, trust God. And don't just watch other Christians talk about miracles, talk about what God's doing in their life, talk about breakthroughs in their relationships, their health, their body. You can spend your life as a Christian watching something like a movie but God, God never wants you to have that Christian life. He wants you to have your story. God wants you to have your miracles. This is, this is uh, I believe this is our season right now to sow and to reap. We're in miracle territory. It's our season. But you've got to put your seed, your financial seed into circulation for that harvest to come back. And, it's, and the great thing with God is it's not just financial. A lot of people go straight to cash. But it's actually relational. 
It's your spiritual walk with God. The Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You ever seen people, anybody ever walk through Birdswood Casino and sit people, watch people sitting there playing pokies all night? 3 a.m., they're on the poker machines. And I'm like, how can people do this? Well, you know what happened? Where you put your treasure, there's your heart. And they're actually, they put their treasure into a, the casino, and now their heart and life is connected to this casino. Gee, wow. So I want to put my treasure what's significant in God's kingdom and helps people. And, uh, and when I give, my heart goes there as well. So it's very powerful. We can do it together. We can do it together. And uh, so we're doing something. Actually, we're doing something absolutely significant right now as a church. So your harvest is coming. Your harvest is coming, but we need to be sowing in Jesus' name. All right. Thanks, guys. Give these guys a great hand. Thank you so much. These guys, are all, these guys are awesome. They serve, they go the extra mile, they're so detailed, and I love our team. I'm very grateful for our team, just so you know. We have got the best team at church, very healthy leaders who've been here now with us for years and years, very healthy. Not every church is healthy. You go to church and have a crowd, have a big crowd, but you cannot have a church. Never judge a church by this or that, everybody. Make sure, you go to church by health according to the scripture. And I love the fact that we've got a healthy team. And what we're doing around the world is not, hey, let's get all the numbers. That's not it. You, you can have, a, you can have a, a huge club and have a couple at the front. That doesn't make it a church. The church is when we're all functioning. We're all operating. Every person here, that your children are finding their purpose in God's house. and now That's the New Testament church. So uh, that's the goal, that you're all in your calling. Well, and now we're, our goal is for Pastor Spencer and Leah to be in their calling. So, Leah, can you come and join us on, on stage right now? That'd be awesome. Give Leah Nichols a big welcome, everybody. So, thanks, Leah. Leah, actually, for those who don't know, has been my PA in uh, days gone by for a good number of years and uh, organized my life as well. So, thank God for all the ladies who've taken that on. Apart as my current PA, and you both need a little... Uh, gold statue <laughs> for your hard work and detail. But Leah uh, was also my PA a number of years ago. And then, as you know, Pastor Spencer is key on our pastoral team and uh, has helped us too. We didn't mention Tenacious House, by the way, which is Tenacious House, which we started seven years ago to help men overcome life-controlling issues and addictions. Had over 250 men go through Tenacious House now. And, uh, and our church has supported that, got that going. And will I give that amount? We'll give the amount, last 12 months. So the last 12 months, for those who remember, we were starting it from nothing and we gave into that. Well, the government has looked at our program and what we're doing to help men. And so they have now said that we are, what are we, Spencer? What's the word they're using? Innovative. We have the innovative program that's operating for men recovering from addiction and uh, life-controlling issues. They love our program. So in the last 12 months, just so you know, from us starting it from nothing and me obeying God after four years of disobeying... Um, <laughs> Uh, last year, the government gave us $1 million towards Tenacious House. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. So you need to know the church you're in. We're not fly by night. We don't do things, oh, my gosh, let's do it in a quick rush. Oh, my gosh, that's... Ex no, we think it through. I waited four years before I followed through on that obedience. Did you notice I said waited? Disob slash disobeyed. But anyway... Um, <laughs> But uh, whatever we're doing, we're really thinking about it and weighing the cost of it. And so Pastor Spencer and Leah now are going to be in the uh, second half of August heading to Montreal in Quebec, Canada. 
and how that's come about is really a miracle. Um, years ago, 12 years ago or so, probably even a bit longer, because um, <clears throat> we started London, uh, what became London Hillsong Church, from three people. And then so many creative people, after me praying every day for a year in a park, Lord, give this church creative people, it became this creative center, which is just a complete miracle, and then encouraged a lot of the churches in Europe. So I went one day to Montreal, where Cirque du Soleil comes from, and I just felt like I was on the way to America, to my friend's church, and thought I'd just go in there for a night, day and a half, and I just was like praying over and said, Lord, if you ever want us to have any involvement in this city, I said, I always want to be open to what you want, if you want to, whatever we did, because it did get... Uh, have an impact with creative people. This is such a creative city. So anyway, when I went there, I was only there for the night, went to a church to see a light show at a church. And when I got to the church, half an, I, I just said to God, would you like us to be involved in bringing the gospel here? A video starts playing, and the video is for 25 or 30 minutes. There's tourists from all around the world with headsets in every language. And this video is about bringing the gospel to Montreal, Canada, which today we now know is 1% evangel- 1% Christian and uh, 2% nominal Catholic. So it's the most unreached province or state out of America and Canada. And so when our eldership looked at it, and by the way, we had two churches that got offered to us to uh, come into Global Heart Church. By the way, we're not into acquisitions of churches. We're not into, oh, that will work for us to get that church. We don't do that, everybody. Just so you know, that is not where we're coming from. We are, Lord, what do you want us to do? And I find usually if churches are doing what God wants them to do, usually it's costly. It's costly. Costly. So this church in Montreal came along, and after my experience 12 years ago, we said we'd look at it. And Pastor Spencer and Naveen, Naveen's there uh, today actually, still, he'll be leaving tonight, I think. But when we looked at it, all of us have now come to the conclusion we're meant to be extending our family to uh, Montreal and Canada and bringing that fellowship into Global Heart Church. That's the first time we've ever done that. And uh, so anyway, I thought I'd just speak to Spencer and Leah because uh, they're going to be leading our campus. And it's a huge loss for us to have them go. Huge loss for me personally, but a huge loss for us as a church. And, uh, but I just thought I'd let you guys just hear from them today on our Heart for the House weekend. So I've got a couple of questions for you. Is that okay? All right. So, Spence, you've just been there. What did God put in your heart when you just went to Montreal in Canada? What did God put in your heart? Yeah, look, I, I think um, what you've put into us, Pastor Jared, is that, um, that, that we're people first. We're about people, yeah. you know. And when I went there, you know, um, I wasn't thinking, oh, cool city, you know, and all that. What I was moved by was the people. And there's a group of people there. Many of them have been saved into that church, you know, and now they're with their pastors leaving, you know, they're going to be, um, you know, on their own. And I just felt a burden. I felt like, oh, gosh, you know, we, um, I felt responsibility, you know, for these people. Like, oh, who's going to shepherd them and how are they going to um, come into, you know, what God's got for them? What's going to happen, you know? And so I felt, I felt a burden in that way. And it, and it was more than I'd seen you feel before. You felt such a strong burden. Yeah, I did. And I felt a real, I really felt for them, you know, and I felt, I thought, man, there's so many great people here with great potential. And what's going to happen if we say, oh, you know, no? Um, so that happened. And also the other thing was I was so impressed by the opportunity for the gospel, right? Like it's so unreached. There's so few Christians there. And so, you know, you've always talked about God calls you and us to the hard places. And so I was like, okay, this qualifies. <laughs> you know? And so I thought, but, but how exciting because the reality is. And here's the cool thing. You know, we, I preached two services. Naveen preached one and he's going to preach tonight. And every service we saw people saved. You know, and I, found, I felt that the responsibility was, was, was easy. 
that people were actually very responsive. So that, in my spirit, I was like, oh, I got really excited. I was thinking, I think this is God. And I think God could really do something great through us here if we're obedient. Yeah. Leah? Yeah. I haven't been to Montreal, but I, I'm going to tear up again, Pastor Jerry. My heart's there. God's really pierced my heart for Montreal. And that's come from you. Um, from all the conversations we've had with you leading up to this decision, it's always been about the people. And when the pastors set the date that they were leaving, you're always, what's going to happen to these people if we don't bring them into our family? And Montreal's known as the suicide capital of Canada. Um, in the last two years, uh, girls attempting to commit suicide in the age bracket of 10 to 14 has doubled. It's also where Pornhub has been launched, um, which receives on average 54 trillion hits a year, um, more than Google and Facebook combined. So Montreal needs Jesus. And I just thank you so much for your obedience to follow that through. Well said, Leah. Well said. And, and you know, to be honest, everybody, um, you know, different times we've had other, as I said, other churches offered to us, but we didn't feel this strong compassion and strong, like, yeah, we all feel very responsible for this uh, campus in Montreal, unusually, which is uh, another indicator that really God's just uh, touched us all to be really open to doing it. So, yeah. So, thanks, guys. Um, uh, so, Spence, what moved you so quickly to be open to becoming the campus pastors in Montreal? You're, obviously, you know, you spoke to me about it and said, hey, you know, you know, what do you think about this? Just bouncing off us. And so we said, well, look, let's pray. You know, we're open to God. And so I, we prayed. We went home that night and prayed. And straight away I felt God give me this scripture from Genesis 28 where it says, surely the Lord is in this place, but I didn't know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And I felt God saying to me, that's the church in Montreal. Don't, don't despise it and think it's a small thing see it as the actual presence of God's there you know this is a moment so that happened and then also we contacted some friends of ours from the UK and we just said hey you know would you pray we have a decision to make that's all we said text message decision to make and they said yes yeah, sure we'll pray and then we did a, a zoom call with them on the Saturday and Emma uh, the wife she said um, hey uh, do you want to tell us what the decision is and we said no we don't want to tell you basically just tell us if you've got something from God you know and she said well I have I had a dream that night and she said I had a dream that you're going to be moving geographical location and the place you're going to is dual language one language is English and there's a second language it's just as important so we were like oh wow she's like does that mean anything to you I was like oh a little bit you know <laughs> so then um so then she said to us hey I felt that because the dream came so quickly that night that the transition is going to be very quick that it's not on your timing you know which is again you know correct and then she said another the finally she said I saw us going into the ocean and we were surrounded by these jellyfish and she goes and I felt fearful and then there was a guide there who said no no look, don't worry you just have to know how to handle these jellyfish and he picked one up and put it in her hand and our hand and was saying look it's fine if you handle them the right way and what was so interesting about that is you just said to me a couple of days before that that people say that, that Montreal can be difficult for the gospel but you you said I think it's how you handle the people <laughs> so, so, you know, so, yeah, and then I remember we came and told you that prophecy and you said au revoir. <laughs> yeah, 
like these, the people who are praying for Spencer too, they're not novice Christians. They've been Christians for decades. So they're not people who are coming out of the, you know, they're not, uh, you know, fly by night coming out of the crazy word. You know, you get, sometimes you get people who get a bit carried away with emotions, but they're long-term Christians. So when they came and said that to Spencer and Leah, I was just like, well, that's unbelievable. So that's when I said to Spencer, au revoir, which uh, it was the confirmation that we're meant to do it. So, so yeah, so that's amazing. So last question I'll just ask you guys is, what part does our church here need to play in Global Heart Church, Montreal? Um, prayer and we need finance, really. We need your prayers. Um, I know people are praying for us and we can really feel that. Um, and we need finance. The church doesn't have a lot of resource. It doesn't have a building. It's got great people. They're the asset that we're going to. But we really need finance and able to reach the community in the way that's most effective and the way that we want to. Yeah, and just finally, I'll add into that and the other, the final part of that, I think, as well, is releasing the team here, you know, Pastor Jared and the rest of the team, that they might come and visit and sow in, you know, because when you're on your own somewhere, having the strength uh, of people coming in and backing up what you're saying, it's so important, so important, yeah. Yeah, because the kingdom of God is the most amazing thing. It's such a privilege to plant a church, but it's such a privilege, but it's also a huge cost. And we just need to be realistic about that. So we love you guys. We are sowing our best. And that's what you also do with the gospel, everybody, is you sow your best. So I'm believing as I sow you, we sow you. We're believing for a thousand more of you (laughs) in Jesus' name. But uh, we're going to be praying for you, and we're going to be praying for you. We're going to be praying you off in August. But we know God's going to use you guys there mightily in Jesus' name. Going to be so many breakthroughs, and we know that the church there is going to flourish in Jesus' name. And I'm believing really, everybody, that um, Montreal will become a Jerusalem in Jesus' name. So this place that uh, now has such a small Christian population, why can't it become a Jerusalem and a church planting center into Quebec firstly would be great but then out into the world and so we're going to pray and believe for that and believe that you guys are going to be a great part of raising up a whole lot of leaders but seeing a multitude saved in Jesus name amen amen By the, amen amen and uh and so in the last three weeks so we've seen 15 people get saved already in the last few weeks. That's right. So 15 people have given their lives to Christ. So we're just believing that that's just going to really, really multiply. So give these guys a big hand, everybody. Give them a big hand. Give them a big hand. Come on, champions. (laughs) You can stand up for them if you wish. (laughs) Give them a big clap. Come on, a bit more for Pastor Spencer. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Let's just pray together, everybody, too. One of you, if your husbands and wives, just take, if you want to take each other's hand, you don't have to, you can. Uh, if you've got a friend, let's just pray. A friend, put a hand on a shoulder. You don't have to, but if you'd like to, let's just pray together. And uh, we'll pray for Montreal, and let's pray for our heart for the house offering right now. So, Lord, I just pray, Father, for, uh, firstly, Pastor Spencer and Leah, as we send them to Montreal. We thank you, Lord, Lord, already there's people waiting for them. They're waiting for us to come. Thank you, Lord, for the grateful hearts of all the leadership team there, Lord, that they've merged into the Global Heart family. We just pray, Father, even today, Lord, uh, with Naveen there, we just pray, Lord, that there be supernatural miracles, supernatural salvations, supernatural, uh, uh, Lord, people being added for the 
the mission, Lord. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for a building to lease, Lord. Right now, they so need a building, Lord. They need a home. So, Father, we pray that they'd stop wandering, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord. You've got a building for them now. And we just pray, Father, let it come to be in Jesus' name. Let there be a miracle building that your hand is all over for us to, Father, go and uh, have a Global Heart Church home in Montreal, Canada. Be with Pastor Spencer and Lee and our Lord and their beautiful girls. We pray, Father, anoint them, grace them. Lord, let, the, let this be just an easy time. I pray, Father, anything hard will be removed, obstacles removed. Father, keep them in full health, Lord. Bless them. Let them be healed and whole and the girls healed and whole. And Father, we pray that as they go, Lord, they would just walk in your favor and your blessing. And we just thank you for miracles in Montreal. Father, we pray for our church in Zambia, church in Germany, church in Melbourne, Lord, right now as well. We pray, Father, bless them today. Bless their services. Be with them, Father. Lift our campus pastors up, Lord. And Father, we just pray for all the teams there. Lord, as they serve, let them know that they've got a great family here in Perth who love them, who are praying for them, but Lord, also are sowing in to everything that they're doing. Lord, give you thanks and praise for a great church here, our great family in Perth. Thank you, Lord, for our generous-hearted family here, Lord, who are rising up in the day that we live. Thank you for maturity, Lord, in our family here. And I pray, Lord, as we give and sow today, Father, you will take it and continue to extend your kingdom both here and around the world. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, can we give the Lord a great hand, everybody? Give the Lord a great hand. You can be, you can be seated as you do. I'm just going to share just for a few minutes, everybody, before we take up our heart for the house offering. By the way, you heard already, uh, if you're prepared, we're going to take that up just at the end of the service. If you're not prepared, uh, you can give after the service on the way out the door, or you can give next week, everybody. And you heard uh, <coughs> our blue card is tax deductible here in Australia, but if you're wanting to serve specifically into what we're doing internationally, it's the MOVE card. I think that's the word. <laughs> and uh, you can do that as well. We're trying to give you options uh, in line with all the things that we're doing. You know, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, everybody says in the New King James Version, it says, you are a chosen generation. Global Heart Church, you're a chosen generation. If you've been born again, you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation is what the Bible says. So what's the Bible saying? The Bible says, you've been set apart. Doesn't matter what your job is, doesn't matter what your business is. If you've been born again, if you're Christ's son or daughter, you have been set apart. And when God puts you in his church, he set us apart for a great purpose as a local church and a local family. The Bible says you are his own special people. To do what? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Come on, the Bible tells us God caught us out of darkness. You'll know you've been born again, everybody, according to John 3, when Jesus said, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of heaven, let alone enter it. You'll know you've been born again because you know you're in darkness. When you get born again, it's like the light went on. I got saved, the light went on. Pastor Spencer, the light went on. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's so bright now that I'm a Christian because actually I didn't even realize I was living in darkness. Sometimes you don't even know you're living in darkness because you're so used to it. You're used to be the darkness, and then when you, and that's usually because we've got a religious upbringing. I had a religious childhood, but I was not saved. I didn't have a relationship with God; just had religion. And then when I got born again, it's like the lights went on, and that's what God's called us to do as a church: is to bring His marvelous light. Particularly now, I don't think there's been an era in the last little while where the world's been so dysfunctional, so unhealthy, and the children coming up. Oh, my heart breaks for the kids because now the world's we're even at. We're trying to build upon crazy with more crazy. And Jesus has still teaching us, here's the foundation for living. 
He's the foundation, and then his word teaches us how to live it so that we will be healthy. And, you know, um, I want to encourage you that um, God's calling, calling you out. I'll just say that to everybody. God's calling you out. God's calling you out. And uh, I'll just say, uh, Gideon, stop hiding. <laughs> Come on out. God calls us. When he calls us, he calls us out of small living. You can be a wealthy person who has a small life. You may have the biggest house on the coast here, but your life is small. When God calls you, he calls you out to healthy living, to big living. He calls us out of poverty. Wow, I, you guys know my story. My mom's family is all super wealthy. My dad's family were broke. It was the most interesting childhood. Um, lunch in the eastern suburbs in Sydney and in Dover Heights. And then I'm, for those who know Sydney, and then I'm in the Bronx in Liverpool in Sydney. And so uh, I look back and see how God's used that in my life. But my mentality was the Bronx. And then God says, hey, I'm calling you now to serve me and to follow me. So Sue and I had to say, Lord, help us with our mentality. It's small, it's broken, and it's poor. And so God, over the years, has helped Sue and I as we stepped up to give and to sow and apply God's word so that now we wouldn't have been able to, you know, have a building here, purchase a building and the building next door and do what we're doing now in the nations. I would have been too small. But God said, come out of the darkness of your old life and come into my light and come out of your old thinking, and I'm calling you to come into what I've got. Everybody, God calls you into a family. He calls you into a team at a church. It's a team. We're a family. And then he puts people around you to help you come out of your poverty, your small life, your brokenness, into a better life, a freer life, a bigger life. And I really want to encourage you. God has called us as a church to significance. God is calling you to significance. He's calling our church to significance, but he's calling you to significance. You know, at the end of your life, you're not going to be on your deathbed going, could somebody please open my Facebook page? <laughs> we won't be there. I just need my Instagram one more. We won't care. At the end of our lives, even our house, our car, we won't care about things. You know, somebody said the greatest things in life are not things. The greatest things in life are not things. Yet here in the West, we just make things the goal, but we're all unwell. Everybody's unwell. Half of Australia is medicated to get out of bed. That's because we made things the goal. It's not things. It's God and the relationship with Him and then relationship with people healthily. God wants to bring you into great relationship and God sees you, everybody, right now as a significant person in his plan. God's, you're like, me? How could God see me as significant? He does. And even the fact that you're here right now, God sees you as significance. And in actual fact, God's big, biggest issue with getting his work done through us and through you is that you need to get into agreement. Say, wow, well, Lord, even with my poor background, my small thinking, what's happening in my life right now that I could play a significant part? And the answer is yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> in Jesus' name. So as soon as you start to walk with the Lord, everyone, if you're a Christian, you've been walking with the Lord, can I encourage you? I started to walk with God, and immediately my consumer mentality started to get impacted. It was all about what I was going to get. And then God, as I walked with him, I started to have my consumer mentality being impacted when now I was thinking about others. I actually shocked myself. <laughs> I was like, you keep thinking about helping other people. And I'm like, wow, this has really got to be God, because <laughs> that was not natural for me. Because I'd missed out in childhood, and now I was going to make sure I didn't miss out in adulthood. But in actual fact, God began to minister to me and, and made me realize, I want to bless you. But the goal of that blessing is that you might be a blessing. 
So the greatest things in life is to be, lead a significant life that helps other people in Jesus' name. And uh, one of the great ways we do that together is through our giving. Hello, in Jesus' name. Don't let somebody else do your giving. Don't let somebody else get your harvest. Don't let somebody else have the miracle God meant for you. But there's new levels of the miraculous. And I want to encourage you too. God's given you gifts and talents to make finances. You didn't get those from a primordial slime pit years ago at the beginning of time. No, no. God put those gifts and talents in you. And that He gave us those so that we can make finances and do what God's called us to do. I love what Martin Luther King Jr. said. He said, faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. Faith is taking the first step when you can't even, sorry, take, faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. We can't see what's fully ahead. We can't see what's around the corner. But all I know is as I've taken steps over the years, now I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, glad I took that step. Gee, I wish, glad we did that. Glad Sue we gave there. Glad we, we did this. Glad we gave that. Glad we sowed in there. Look what happened there. Look what happened there. You know, and even our church here in Perth right now, that's, that's a result of Sue saying, I'll go to Perth and start a church. She'd never been here. Then I said, okay, we're going to put a whole lot of our money into this. Sue goes, okay, let's do it. That, so somebody gave, somebody said, so you're here today. And our last service, and our Friday night service, and our chapel service, and our Bible college, and our kids, and tonight, it starts, it always starts with the first rung of the ladder. And so we can't see, but I just want to tell you, everybody, you're climbing generational stairs. We serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Through your giving, we are affecting hello generations. I never, I hope that Sue and I would have impact if we had children, that they would actually grow up and want to serve God and know God. And I love that our boys became Christians and now we're walking in God's purpose for them. That came as Sue and I put our, hello, our finance. We, we, we followed God. We gave God our tithes, our offering, put God first. But then we also got into our kingdom purpose in His house. And now our boys walking in God's purpose, not with all the issues that we had. Oh my gosh, Sue and I came in with that much luggage. We had enough luggage for six world trips. And then the boys come at life now without that. And they're walking in God's purpose. It's priceless. So we want to see your friends, your family in God's house, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. In Jesus' name. So we're going to climb some, we're going to see interstate stairs, international stairs. We don't know what's at the end of it, but what we do know is there's a miracle there for all of us in Jesus' name. Everybody, really appreciate you all. Thanks for your hearts. Thanks for everybody who's faithfully been on this journey for years. Thank you for your faithful love and your faithful giving. We have a Sue and I and our family and all the team here. We really love and really appreciate you all. And uh, thanks for what we're going to do together in the next years to come. It's going to be very, very powerful. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.